Hey guys, this is Rob Carbone. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankee info than by listening to this podcast right here, right now. What's up, guys? Rob Carbone coming at you on a Sunday night. BD4 episode 13. Um, Well, it was an interesting weekend, to say the least. Um, You know, the Yankees didn't play their greatest baseball. They really didn't play great baseball. Um, So, they go to Fenway to take on Boston for four. And here's me, you know, like a the idiot I am, always jinxing shit, post something on my blog on Twitter and Facebook, I say, um, I don't remember the exact words, but I I go like, let's go end their goddamn season. We got eight of the next ten against Boston. Let's go end their season. (laughs) And so what do you know? We go out there, and the first three games of the four-game set are a total and utter disaster. I mean, the Yankee pitching staff, as mediocre as it's been all season, you would take that any day over what we just saw. I mean, it was that god-awful. Masahiro Tanaka comes out of the gate in Game 1. He gives up seven runs in the first inning, right? It's 7 nothing Boston before we can even get a chance to make much of an impact with the bats. But that wasn't even the worst part about it. Okay. So after the uh god after the 7 nothing drop the Yankees come to bat they load the bases on Porcello he looks completely gassed so you're thinking okay maybe we can turn this around and get it going our way or something No they get two runs out of it but nothing they leave the bases loaded they, they had Porcello on the ropes but no And then right then Tanaka goes back out there, and he's just a disaster. And I don't know how. It's kind of a split thing. I've heard people say he should have been left in just to wear it. Others say Boone should have taken him out. It's embarrassing. Where's the pride? But Boone keeps Tanaka in there, and this guy gives up 12 runs. 12. Now keep in mind, all of them were earned. So Tanaka gives up 12 runs, and I think he finishes up with three in the third innings. Not like any of that matters. You can pitch 12, you can pitch nine innings, and you have 12 runs next to your name. That ERA is going to skyrocket. And that's exactly what it did. So the Yankees eventually lose that game 19-3. to It was just a pathetic all-around game. There's no excuse to lose a game that way. It was a disgusting effort. Um, I'd rather not talk about it. Next game was better, but more of the same. The Yankees took the L. Uh, I mean, it would in you know last night, same shit. But I mean, this pitching staff. Tanaka pitched game one. He got he got shelled. 
I mean, Hap was just terrible. We expected Hap to suck. Paxton. Paxton's now becoming an issue because it sucks. He started out... No, he didn't start out. The last four starts, I believe, before this last start he had in Boston, the last four starts have been quality, man. You know, he's given the Yankees six innings, two or one run. So that's it's, you thought he had something going for him. Maybe he was going to turn it around, you know, because he was inconsistent up to that date. But he comes out there and just just like that, for a third consecutive game, gives up a first inning home run to the leadoff batter. It's like, what are we doing here, right? Okay, so then you figure, oh, maybe it's just Paxton being Paxton. He'll calm down and, you know, give you six strong again. No, man, he gets shelled. So it's just the entire staff right now, it's just one joke. I mean, you're talking about a World Series contender. You know, how is a World Series contender gonna gonna give you how are you gonna throw out five starters with an ERA above the four mark and tell me the World Series contenders? That's what I'm getting at here. You know, it's just one big joke, man. It's it's terrible. It's I don't have many words for it because I'm out of words. I've said it all season long. I don't like the rotation. I said it in the winter, you know, when they had their chances to, to improve it. You know. You could have gotten Charlie Morton. You could have gotten Patrick Corbin. You could have gotten Dallas Keuchel. But Brian Cashman, and I don't want to hear anybody make excuses for him because this is exactly what he did. Brian Cashman did not sign those three because he chose to save a couple bucks and re-sign guys like Jay Happ and re-sign guys like CeCe Sabathia. Two old men, one a 39-year-old with knee issues, you know, who's got to go on these phantom DL stints at least twice a year. You know, you got you to friggin' put scotch tape and Elmer's glue on this guy because he's falling apart at age 39. Yeah, didn't see that coming. Please. It's all money right there. And Hap, another old man, 36. But even that, I mean, you look at his resume, his track record. He's got a 3-9 ERA in his career. He's never been that great of a pitcher. So you're bringing back two number fives with, you know, with big question marks. That right there, I remember when they both when they both signed back. I remember being super pissed off at the time, and expressing my frustration over uh, social media. And I got a lot of shit for it, man. <laughs> I got a lot of shit for it. But you know what? I love to say it because I love being right. But hey, I'm right again. <laughs> I'm t- I'm sorry. I I I'm tooting my own horn here, but I'm always right. I'm telling you. I'm listen, man. I I watch this team every single day. I don't have a life outside of the Yankees. I'm a loser who stays in my room or goes upstairs, watches the Yankees. It's Friday night. You know, the rest of my friends might be out drinking. I'm watching the goddamn Yankees, all right? So don't question me with this shit. I know my Yankees. And I I said it all along. This rotation's not going to be good enough to win a World Series. And hell, maybe it's not even good enough to win a division. Because you know what? I don't care how many games are up. We've got two full months of baseball left, guys. Two full months. And after seeing what Boston's capable of doing, despite the win from the Yankees tonight, after seeing what they're capable of doing to this staff, I mean, it's 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 no guarantee we, we run away with this division, man. Eight, nine games, whatever it is, we can still, you know what I mean? 
if we don't get the proper help in this staff, there's a great chance Boston gets right back in it, and it's a two-man race again between the Yankees and Boston with with somebody taking the lead every day. So that's going to lead me to another piece of disappointing news that we heard earlier tonight. Um, I mean, this one pissed me off, man. It just pissed me off because it, again, it goes back to Brian Cashman being stubborn and Brian Cashman always looking for the right move for the stubborn, thrifty, you know, rip-off move. It's like the guy never wants to overpay. So earlier today, Marcus Stroman, Marcus Stroman, a guy with the a 295 ERA, you know, a guy with a very... A fairly high ceiling. You know, a number two pitcher at worst. I mean, a, a very good ground ball machine who would have fit perfectly in Yankee Stadium. Had the energy for the Bronx. Probably the best pitcher on that market. Marcus Stroman traded to the Mets. The bums from Queens took Marcus Stroman. Now, where a lot of people are spending their time trying to find out why the hell the Mets did it. What are they doing this for? I don't even care about that. I'm not worried about the friggin' Mets, man. I'm worried about why Brian Cashman's sitting here letting Marcus Stroman go for for potatoes. I mean, seriously. There were reports, okay? There were reports that the reason Cashman didn't strike for Stroman was because he did not want to give up the number one Yankee pitching prospect in Davey Garcia. Or however you pronounce his name. I I apologize if it's not correct. I mean, listen, the kid's 19 years old. Maybe he just turned 20 or something, but he's a young kid, okay? He's not going to make an impact on this club until you think maybe 2022, 2023, maybe 24. You know, he's not going to make an impact for a while. What are we doing this year, guys? What are we doing? What was the, what was the mantra all year, all year last year? What was the mantra all year this year? Win now. Right? World Series or bust. All the chips on the table, going all in, doing whatever it takes. Right? That's what they sold to us, right? Winning at all costs. Fully operational Death Star, right? Isn't that what they sold to us? All right. So why the hell, right? Why the hell are we sitting on our asses and letting the New York Mets take Strowman from us? When we could have very easily gotten rid of one of our assets and still had a good farm, but also had a great or a much improved starting rotation to make your team, your current roster, a better fit for a World Series contention. For World Series contention. You could have improved your current roster, which is the goal, which was the goal you've been selling to us by just getting rid of Garcia and maybe somebody else. You know, guys that don't impact your team right now. I mean, come on. Come on. We're not some rebuilding small market team, man. We're the New York Yankees, you know? This isn't... This isn't Sisters of the Friggin' Poor here. This is the New York Yankees. We've got the assets. We've got the money. We've got the talent to win a friggin' World Series championship... If we can put together a better rotation. That's the last piece to our puzzle. Okay. And you know what Cashman. If you're going to be sitting here. If you're going to be crying about your prospect cost. 
how it's too much of a cost for you? You did that to yourself. Okay, because once again, I go back to it. You passed up on Charlie Morton, who's having a Cy Young season, by the way. You passed up on Dallas Keuchel, who's doing pretty damn well over there in, in Atlanta. All right, you passed up on Patrick Corbin, who's putting together another very strong season. You passed up on all of those guys to save a couple goddamn bucks. The $4.6 billion Yankees. $4.6 billion Yankees. You decided to sit on your ass, go with the smaller in-house options, sign CC back, sign Hap, and you're going to say, wait for Severino, wait for Batances. Those are going to be our big acquisitions. Is that what you're going to tell us next? Because that might be the tipping point for me, man. I'm sick of this regular season shit and done. 100 wins in a in a in a playoff appearance does not do it for me. And you know what? It shouldn't do it for any other Yankee fan out there. And I never like to rip Yankee fans, man. I don't like to rip other Yankee fans, but you know what? If you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that if the Yankees don't do anything else to this deadline, or if they end up with another journeyman pitcher, and you're going to tell me that's good enough for a World Series championship, get the hell out of Cashman's ass. You know, just get out of his ass. If you're going to tell me this team right here, even with the with with a Mike, if you're going to tell me a Mike Miner, or a Mike Leak, or a Matthew Boyd, or a Zach Wheeler, if you're going to tell me one of them chooches is going to help this team move the needle. Get the hell out of his ass, man, because that's not going to work. How often have we seen it? You know, we saw the Lance Lynn thing. We saw Hap crash in the playoffs. We've seen this shit before. You know, it's enough. It's enough, man. You can't both prospect hug and be savvy with your money if you're going to win a championship. You can't do both. And that's what Brian Cashman is doing right now. It seems like he's trying to do both. Now, I will say... I know I just ranted on this whole thing, but I do want to wait a little longer until Wednesday because maybe, you know, maybe, but maybe he gets something. Um, But again, what is that something? Is it going to be a journeyman? Is it going to be a couple journeymen? Even Robbie Ray, I don't want. Is it going to be a couple journeymen or is he going to find something? And, you know, the only guys out there now are, are kind of unrealistic to me. You know, Noah Syndergaard, I love this kid's ceiling. You know, but are the Mets and the Yankees going to do a trade? Madison Bumgarner, I've always said the Yankees need that established ace, right, with that postseason track record. But now the Giants are winning games left and right. They just took two out of three. I mean, they're winning games. Are they going to trade him away, their icon? And the last guy I see attractive, the third and final guy on that market, Trevor Bauer, and he's kind of, you know, up and down with me, too. I don't know, like, I don't know, he's kind of got that big attitude. I don't know about him, but even even that aside, he's got the stuff, electric stuff. He's proven something last year. And that's kind of the last guy I see. Is that going to be enough, just him? Like, they need, that's why I'm, that's why I'm so pissed off on this Stroman thing, man, because he could have made it so much easier. You know, you get Marcus Stroman. Then you bring somebody else along. That that would have been fine. But now you're looking at even less options on an already scarce market. 
So it's tough, man. It's it's tough to sit here and take it. You know, it's really tough for me to do this. And again, to sit here and tell me that the Yankees can still get away with this by signing some journeymen. If that happens and you tell me they can they can get a World Series that way, no, man, no. Don't tell me they're not desperate. They're fucking desperate. They're desperate for great starting pitching, man. I mean, how could you tell me they're not? What was it? They just had an 18-something ERA over their last eight games heading into tonight? Are you kidding me? And even beforehand, man, that rotation wasn't very good. It's average at best. Does average at best win you a World Series? No, it does not. Like I said, CeCe, old, beat up, half, old, mediocre. Tanaka, okay, he kind of waits till October to do his thing. Herman, he's been good, right? But he's inexperienced. You know, would it surprise anybody if he crashed and burned? I mean, and then you look at Paxton. This guy's heading down sunny gray territory. And he's also injury prone. So even if he does get some kind of rhythm, he could be hurt just like that. So it's very questionable, man. Get some guys who are not questionable. Journeymen are questionable. Don't get the Boyd and all that, man. Just get... That's why Strowman was such a big blow. And especially just seeing what Cashman did, just sitting on his ass saying, the cost is too high. We don't want to give away Garcia, who's not even going to impact you, man. Not yet. No. You're in win-now mode. It's hard to ruin my night. Because this whole thing just spoiled my night. The Yankees just won. I should be in a great mood, right? They just won. They're nine nine up again on Boston. But, oh, man, I'm just not going to be able to get this whole thing out of my head because I've been wanting Strowman forever now, and now he's gone. You know, it's 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 one thing to... Here's the thing. like, If Cashman would have done this deal and Strowman in the future didn't pan out with the Yankees, okay, fine. No, I'll take that on the chin like a man. He at least died trying, you know? That's one thing. He made the effort to get this team. You know, he put... The, he, if he got Stroman, and if he gets somebody else too going forward, if he does his job this this deadline, right, and gives away the guys he needs to give away to put the best possible product onto that staff, then I'll take it. Even if even if they don't pan out, I'll understand because he at least tried. But if he sits there and hugs his prospects again and doesn't go all out, doesn't put the best possible product out there, and tries to go with the cheaper quality at best deals that's what'll piss me off I want the best possible product and so should you alright don't give me that bullshit man you should want the best possible product on that field so you don't want Cashman you got some pressure on you I already think you're pretty over it as it is but if you can't get some goddamn great starting pitching Bumgarner Syndergaard Bauer Nothing below that. Two of them, at least two. If you can't get that, mm-mm. I'll be, I'll be, uh, you'll be on my shit list. All right. <laughs> so let's, uh, I don't know, man. I guess, I guess, <sighs> I don't know. I guess we'll move on. You know. <laughs> We'll move on. Tonight, the Yankees won. <laughs> they won. They played a good game all around. It was great to see them knock Chris Sale around, right? Chris Sale's been uh, pretty bad this year. His ERA sitting in the fours. 
They knocked him around for six runs. He left the game. Um, I'm trying to think of the top of my head. Oh, okay. Uh, Romine started off with the big homer. 2 nothing Yanks in the third inning. And I tell you, Romine's been doing great ever since Gary went down. Romine has stepped up. And I, I've always liked Romine, man. I, I think he's a solid backup catcher. At times, he shows flashes of being, a, you know, a good offensive player here and there. You know, he'll come through with clutch hits. That's what he did tonight. Speaking of clutch, Gio Urshela had two more doubles tonight. Kid's on fire, man. Cameron Mabin had a nice night, two hits. Uh, took home plate. You know, he was up third, wild pitch, scored on that. Good awareness, great speed. I'm so happy he's back, man. He's Cameron Mabin and Gio Urshela right there. Two key pieces to a championship team. You know, not the big names. Not the expensive stars. You know, those guys right there are important. You need guys like them. And you can't you know, you can't ask of more from them. So it's so great to have them too playing it like they are this year. And especially if DJ LeMayhew, if his injury becomes more severe, which I expect it to because the Yankee medical staff is a joke. If LeMayhew's injury becomes severe and the day to day turns to month to month turns to an I, a DL stint, then uh then those guys will play an even bigger role because we need them to be that we need them to be there. So uh they had good games tonight. Who else? Didi hit a big home run. Didi's been great, man. He's been great. Started off slow when he first came back from the injury, but this last week or so he ever since that twin series, holy shit. DD Gregorius been turning it around, man. He hit a big home run. Herman pitched well, man. You know, quality game from him. Nothing special, but he struck out nine and five and a third. Three runs. He kept the Yankees in the game. You know, considering what we've had to deal with lately, I'd say he did a pretty damn good job. Um, yeah. That was about it. I mean, the bullpen did their thing. Zach Britton, of course, was Zach Britton. Had to get traffic on the bases. Guy, I don't know. Man. That guy's... I know his numbers say he's good, but I'm not a big Zach Britton guy. Ever since he came here, it just seems like he's always flirting with disaster. And he's kind of, you know, I don't know. He's never, he never really has some kind of, he never really never really has that rhythm out there. You know what I mean? But he got it done. Chapman comes in the ninth. Of course, he gets it. He makes it interesting as well because he's, he's a Raldis Chapman and there's never anything easy with that guy. He he makes it interesting. Oh shit! I'm watching the uh, highlights of the Twins White Sox. Eleven to one, they just beat the shit out of the White Sox. Twins are good, man. They're a good team this year. I'm not exactly sure about the think yet, but I think they're I you know they're definitely more serious than they've been in the past. Oh, now they're showing the Bauer thing when he threw the ball over center field wall. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't like that shit, man. I, I understand showing frustration, but do it in the dugout. You know what I mean? Like Brett Carter. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, guys, that's that's pretty much all I got. I'm going to – uh. so I got something, I got something uh, coming up tomorrow. I'm going to release another podcast tomorrow. Uh, me and a good buddy of mine, Chuck. Chuck's my friend for – he's been my friend since middle school. Uh, I'm 24 years old now. Um, he's been my friend for for a long time. We talked about the NBA. 
and you know all the stuff that's gone down. We talked about it for about 20, 25 minutes, a little bit on the NFL too. We did this on Saturday, so I'm going to release that tomorrow on Monday morning. All right, so we'll have that out tomorrow. So that'll be episode fourteen, a little you know, a little surprise podcast episode for you guys. But as for tonight, that's all I got, guys. I wanna I wanna thank you guys once again for stopping by. And again, thank you to all my Twitter followers, man. You guys are the best. I love communicating with you guys. Thank you to all my Facebook followers. You guys are awesome as well. Uh, thank you everybody. All right, I appreciate that, and I'll see you tomorrow. All right, ciao.